This episode of Florida Woman Podcast is brought to you by Party Gold Potions. They're electrolytes. They have collagen. They have biotin. They have vitamins and minerals. They have liver support supplements so that when you are ratchet as fuck getting wasted on shots, all you have to do is drink this stuff before you go to bed or maybe the next morning when you wake up in the morning, you will feel like a million bucks. You will feel like you don't have 31 cents in your bank account after going to the bar last night. You will feel healthy and happy and you will look beautiful because biotin is amazing for your hair and your skin and collagen is incredible for your skin, joints, nails, etc. You will be glowing and you will be perfect. And that's why you should buy it at PartyGirlPotions.com. Get drunk and then drink this stuff. And then feel good about what you did last night. And then repeat that cycle every day. Her mic is off right now. She says we don't condone it, but I personally do condone it. Enjoy yourself. Now let's get into the episode. Well, hello, you're listening to the Florida Woman Podcast once again. And if you're like us and the majority of the rest of the people in the country, um, it's fucking cold as shit outside, dude. It's Chicago. I went outside today. It's fucking, the temperature said on my phone, it said 11 degrees below zero. But then I looked further and I realized that the wind chill made it as if it was negative 30 degrees. That's <laughs> an which, impossible temperature. It's just like, what the fuck is anybody supposed to be doing? I walked to goddamn Trader Joe's today to go get a few groceries, and I felt like my fucking ears were going to fall off the side of my head. Meanwhile, guess where in the country it was 82 degrees today. <laughs> Florida. Florida, Miami, baby. And this is the crazy thing. Miami was 82 degrees. The Keys were also in the 80s. But in Pensacola, it was 34 degrees. Yeah, I buy that. This is what happens when you take a st- you make a state out of a peninsula that's like north-south. <laughs> yeah. So in the same state, it can be 50 fucking degrees Fahrenheit different from one end to the other. Crazy. I love that about us. I resent it about you. No. Oh. Yes. Yes. 82 degrees, you should be suffering. <laughs> People who live in Miami should suffer. You know that. I mean, you know that to be true, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, listen. Miami is like L.A. without show business. <laughs> so there's not even any reason to be acting that way. 
Right, but they have the same amount of plastic surgery. They have the same prices. Same, same shallow affect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's why they deserve to be punished like the rest of us. But you know what? You know what, babe? Um, fucking God punishes good people. And I don't know why. All the bad people uh, win and good people get punished. What's with that? I don't know. You'll have to take it up with him. With him? I'm not talking to him. What the fuck would I talk to him for? He seems like an asshole. I don't know. What would you say to God about why people in Miami deserve to have 82 degree weather? Because I think it it dulls your edge. Mm. And I think ultimately mm. it makes you a worse person. Yeah. You need to suffer a little bit. You need to have that bitter, bitter, biting, slicing cold mm-hmm. to remind you that this world is not friendly. Mm-hmm. It's not another day in paradise. It's a fight. It's tooth and nail. It's a slog. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all have to come down to earth every once in a while. True. So to say that they're winning down there by not experiencing that sounds right. But the deeper you dig, I think they're missing out on that and it's making them weak. You're right. Except for that that sounds like something that somebody who knew that they were losing would say. <laughs> you know. Like, I know. It does. <laughs> They're like, no, losing builds character. Yeah, no, exactly. it does. It exactly. does. Winning doesn't teach you exactly. shit. Living every day in the beautiful sunshine and the gorgeous uh, beaches and uh, street life of Miami um, actually is bad. And being frozen to death and having no car and walking to Trader (laughs) Joe's, getting your ears fucking blasted off the side of your head because you don't have a goddamn beanie hat. Because you think you don't look good in them. Well, I don't look good in them. But that's beside the point. My point is that um, we think that we're better than them because we live here. Because that's all we have. Yeah. Because believing that you're better than people who are in a good situation is all you have. Because you're in a bad situation. That's so the only thing true. that you can have uh-huh. is this sort of moral high ground of saying, I'm getting something spiritual out of my horrible existence. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you have. Which is so sad. Isn't okay. It? It's so sad. Speaking of which, um, I haven't I have a collection of articles. For us all to laugh about, about people who are in shitty situations. Okay. Yes. First off, this was submitted by our favorite, Marty Bass. Longtime listener, longtime contributor. Fucking fast food customer sues Dunkin' Donuts over traumatic toilet explosion. Okay. He'll skip the chocolate glaze. <gasps> No. This is the New York of Post. Of course it sounds like the New York Post. It's the New York Post. Yeah. You got to be snarky. Could've you got to push the envelope a little bit. Paul Kerouac is suing Dunkin' Donuts after he says a toilet at a Florida outlet exploded while he was doing his business, leaving him traumatized and coated head to toe in poop. <gasps> uh-uh. Kerouac said the stomach-turning blast on January 6th a Blast? day, a day that lives in infamy. Yeah, January sixth. January sixth, twenty twenty-two. The day that the 
Dunkin' Donuts toilet exploded shit all over Paul Kerouac. Um, Kerouac said that the stomach-turning blast on January 6, 2022, left him covered with debris. <gasps> Inclu- which, by the way, debris... I, I don't know if you remember this, but debris is like the favorite like sandwich filling of New Orleans. It's oh like, yeah, it's like yeah. like uh, stewed beef. Yeah, it's oh, really yeah. good, but they call it debris, and so just I just have to make the comparison here. Anyway, covered with debris, including human feces and what urine. What else did it include? Urine. Okay, yeah. Just okay. poop and piss. Man. Oh, and toilet paper, I guess. To- yeah, probably. Maybe a Snickers wrapper. Oh my God. But wait, like, a couple cigarettes. Okay, imagine you're going number mm-hmm. two on the toilet, and then the toilet explodes, blasts you mm-hmm. with a full week's worth of other customers. Yeah. Poop. Yeah. What well, do you do? Like, not what other do customers. You do? I think. Did he work there? We have to read a little bit further. No, he just was just saying, a customer. Imagine no, you're, absolutely you're right. covered in poop. Yeah. You have to run. Walk would be nice, but I don't think I could manage. You have to run screaming out of the bathroom, covered yeah. in poop, yeah. and ask for help. But who who's going to help you? Who has a shower? You need you need a shower instantly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You do. I, I mean, you're the man. Not you're the man covered in shit at the solved. Dunkin' Donuts. Like you're covered in shit head to toe, and you have to run out there going, "Oh my God, God, <laughs> please help me!" Does anyone have a hose? Just sitting on the toilet, like just playing words with friends, <laughs> shitting. Your anus oh. is open, and then all of a sudden, just. <laughs> I'm imagining just like a main, like a sewer main exploding. Also, probably it was so forceful the that it went up your your orifice too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just imagining that, Kelsey really Ann, but I'd love to know where your imagination goes. So gross. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, following the explosion of the toilet, plaintiff emerged from the men's room and sought assistance from employees, just like we said. Help me! Oh my God! Help me! Fuck! Oh sir, God! Sir, back away from the donuts, sir! Please, please! Yeah, exactly, sir. Sir, do Step not approach the, the donuts. Do not approach the donuts. Um, I mean, the bathroom at a Dunkin' Donuts is always. I mean, it's such an embarrassing place to find yourself in the first place. Like, at you have to walk into the storefront of a Dunkin' Donuts, not just go up to the like coffee window. Or, you know, the drive-through, or like it's maybe you're at the airport. You walked into a Dunkin' Donuts, you went up to the cash register, you ordered, you paid for your, you know, whatever your fucking coffee that has a thousand grams of sugar and yeah. cream and whatever, yeah. like in like one drop of coffee in it. And then you got your donut, your fucking crawler or whatever. And then you went to the bathroom where the shit. Of a thousand people. Who also walked into a Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. So this is a type of person. Yes. And this it's is a person their shit. Who has presumably only had donuts and coffee to start their whole fucking day. And as you mentioned, mm-hmm. a Dunkin' Donuts bathroom 
inside of a Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. as we keep yeah. saying, uh-huh. is a place for reflection, is a place that you find <laughs> yourself and you say to yourself, how... I've made a bunch of I bad decisions. Up, how did I get here? Exactly. You had to have made a bunch of bad decisions <laughs> to wind up in the physical bathroom at a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and now you are spraying diarrhea into the bowl. But the last thing that you expect <laughs> is probably the first thing you should have expected, which is that God would punish you for winding up there. And that diarrhea would spray right back That's at right. you. That's right. You press down on the toilet handle. The mechanism on the front of the toilet. What the fuck is the name of that? What do you? What would you call the a, thing on a toilet? A handle. A handle? Well, what are you going to call it? A flusher? Flusher? I, I, a flush. I, 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 I don't know. I we were going to call it a flusher. Okay, we don't know the technical term. But either way, you press that and then God shoots diarrhea up into your mouth and nose. And it hits the ceiling. It's unforsaken. <laughs> it I, is. I, I'm. I'm with you. Like, I've. I've been through some things that are like supposed to be labeled like capital T traumas. Like I, you know, I've been yeah. like, I've been molested by like little lesbians. I've been fifty one fiftyed. I've been. Yeah, you've been you know, through some car shit. Accidents. Yeah. Like uh-huh. I've been. In capital T trauma situations, and I will tell you, uh-huh. none of that means anything to me. The thing that in my childhood that I was the most traumatized by mm-hmm. was having lice. Lice? I'm not joking. I am capital T traumatized from having lice where it was physical bugs in my hair. Mm-hmm. It was not just knits. They had hatched in my hair. Yeah. And I had physical bugs in my hair. Yeah. And my mom had to... And I had it for some time. Quite <laughs> some time. I had yeah. very busy parents, okay? Yeah. They didn't like realize their kid had lice for months. Uh-huh. And so by the time that I was in the shower with the lice shampoo, my mom was combing through my hair... Bugs were falling out of my head, out yeah. of my hair. Yeah. I will never get over that. Totally over being molested. <laughs> oh, 100% over it. Is that right? Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> I will never, ever be over the bugs. watching black crawling <sighs> bugs fall so out of my hair. It's the uncleanliness of it? Is that what it is? Bugs were living in my hair for months. Is it the bugs or is it the like disgustingness of it? No, 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 no. So that's a, okay. That's a misconception. Lice does not prefer dirty hair over clean hair. Well, no, I mean, in your emotional landscape, what is it that like fucked you up the most? Like, I'm not, I don't think you were a dirty kid. I'm just asking, like, was it the fact that they were bugs or was it the fact that it's like, it's the fact gross. that they were bugs. Uh-huh. It's the fact that a live a uh, what am I? What am I trying to it's say? Like a parasite. Living things were living on my body. Yeah, for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh shit. 
oh no, there's a bunch, there's a swarm of bugs. I'm covered in a swarm of bugs, which also would be traumatizing. You had a These symbiotic bugs made relationship. made a house on my head yeah. for months on end. Yeah. And also the trauma of no one noticing. And yeah. I had actually gotten a haircut and stuff in between that time. Seriously? Yes. Oh no. My mom had to send like a letter to the, my mom like dropped off an anonymous letter. I was going to say, did letter. anybody say anything? <laughs> no. Yeah. So she had to be like, uh, my daughter had lice here at this hair salon. Sorry, I hope everything's been disinfected. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, Shit. Yeah, that like my head was a microcosm for a species. And that yeah. like, they're creepy crawlies. You're sleeping. They're crawling around in your head. Your head is a nest. That's not traumatizing to you? I mean, it's, I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but like, think about like, you're a being composed of cells, and, um, in within the, okay, so you're a living thing that's composed of a bunch of different living things. Think about within you, your uh, digestive tract, you've got a shitload of bacteria. You've got a shitload of different bacterial microbiomes within your body that you wouldn't be able to live without, right? Yeah. And those are creepy crawlies too. They live within you. You're composed of them. You're made but of those germs are foreign and cells. Creepy crawlies that hatch. They're interlopers. They're yes. multicellular organisms. You are not understanding this. No, I'm hearing you. I'm, I think that the fact that they are complex organisms that are feeding on you. Yeah. That's what's freaky. I'm itching my head right now. I'm so traumatized. <laughs> You're traumatized. But all that to say. I'm tra- this podcast is about re-traumatizing. <laughs> all that way. to say, uh-huh. the toilet explosion would cause me more mental distress than any of those aforementioned things. Even the lice. That's sort of what I was Oh, sure. Even the lice. The toilet explosion is... Well, I don't know, though, because that happened at, in childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would mm-hmm. maybe have a different... It would... I don't know. It would leave a different stain. But... Maybe. Um, I'm just saying I'm with this guy. He needs help. He needs support. You know? He does. He needs $50,000, which is what he's asking. <laughs> he from needs more than that. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, he needs from way Duncan? more. He needs more. From Dunkin' fucking Donuts getting fucking pressure washed with poop? Dude, come on. Come on. Kerouac says that the messy mishap left him suffering bodily injury and psychological damages as well as permanent and significant emotional injury, mental anguish, loss of the capacity for the enjoyment of life. (laughs) You were just saying this. Expensive medical care and treatment. And do you know what? This guy deserves... Millions, maybe tens or hundreds of millions of dollars from Dunkin' Donuts. They can afford it. Yeah, get squeeze as much as you can out of Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) I have something for you. Please. Unfortunately, I have two stories that feature minors. It's not a great day on the Florida Woman podcast, but they are they are definitely Florida stories. So Tampa woman posed as homeschooled 14-year-old mm-hmm. to molest middle schoolers. Whoa. I'm what? Gonna, I'm going to... Sh- first Say of all... Say what? So she's she's 22. Uh-huh. And I am going to show you her mugshot. I think it's... 
kind of interesting. Okay. Okay. She doesn't look 14, though. She doesn't look 14. She's a very pretty blonde girl. She is a cute girl. I just, I think it makes the whole situation creepier because (laughs) she. More complex, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, A Florida woman pretended to be a 14-year-old homeschooled child to prey on middle schoolers for sex, police announced Friday. Alyssa Ann Zinger, 22, was arrested last week for allegedly engaging in at least 30 sexual acts with at least one student and sending explicit videos to several more. It is disturbing and unsettling to see an adult take advantage of a child and prey on them, Tampa Police Chief Lee Burklaw said in a statement. Anyone who may have been a victim of Zingers, we encourage you to come forward. The Tampa Police Department will support you and ensure a predator like Zinger doesn't cause you or others additional harm. Zinger allegedly crafted her fake persona and communicated with her victims on social media platforms, mainly Snapchat, according to a search warrant obtained by the Tampa Bay Times. So passe, Snapchat. Well, listen. What? This is not the first time that I've heard Snapchat... Mm-hmm. used by sexual perverts doing uh, sending stuff to minors. So I think it's well, also st- right cuz it disappears. Uh-huh. So there's a strategy there. Yeah. Ugh. Multiple victims who attended Wilson Middle School in Tampa's Hyde Park neighborhood told so rich kids <laughs> told police they believe Zinger was their age but that she was homeschooled. They're believed to be additional You guys victims. won't believe this tragedy. These rich boys had sex with a hot woman. <laughs> okay, okay. I know. There's that angle. I know, I know. The accused predator... You won't believe how awful it allegedly was initiated for these rich 14 year relationship with one of the victims in this May, really which cute lasted girl. through September. <laughs> the victim, a boy between the ages of 12 and 15, told police that now this, now if this was a man doing this to a woman, uh-huh. a man doing this to a girl, you would not have said that. Okay. So let's acknowledge that double That's standard. That's true. You know why? Why? Men and women are different. <laughs> okay. Another <laughs> said that Zinger sent a video to several children through Snapchat depicting sexual intercourse. Nice. Zinger allegedly admitted to one victim that she had engaged in sexual activities with other minors. Cool. Okay. That's... All right, Strange. so you know what? I, I mean, I was joking, but you shouldn't do that. It's no, wrong. It's I bad know. stuff. So bad she stuff. allegedly tried to keep up her facade in front of her victim when confronted by officers who apparently had been following her for months. They had been, like, on the case. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, you know, let the little boy get it in a few more times. A <laughs> couple more times. <laughs> I'm like, isn't times. there, like, a sort of urgency to this? You, you, you just wanted to keep uh, tabs on it uh, for a few months? Seems a little strange. Um, Okay, so allegedly she tried to keep up her facade in front of her victim and told an officer she was born in 2009, a lie he was unable to verify. The officer confirmed the only other Alyssa and Zinger he could find uh, information on was born in 2001. In a desperate attempt at deception, Zinger claimed she had a half-sister with the same name, according to the warrant. Police had already been investigating Zinger, oh, I'm sorry, for about a year, according to the warrant. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. 
arrest her now? What, what a year? Well, they got they had to make sure. They're looking out for the middle school. Age. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. The officer <laughs> later right. dispelled her lies by requesting government school and employment records, as well as following up with her Tampa Publix employers, all of which confirmed she was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she worked at Publix. I just had to remind. Um, the other thing, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about today was the Wander Franco thing. Has anyone heard this? I haven't. What's going on with Wander Franco? Wander Franco, Franco, Franco. Whatever. Probably, probably, probably Fran- Franco. He's from the Dominican Republic, right? Yeah. He um. Wander Franco. He was caught having a sexual relationship with a fourteen-year-old. Oh. And so the Rays are like, what the ad- fuck? Why the fuck would he have leave? a sexual relationship with a fourteen-year-old as an adult? See. There exactly. you go. That's, I know what you're doing. I'm just proving my um, So apparently, he so he's a Tampa Bay Rays shortstop, if y'all didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's headed to court this month for this situation. Um, it says that prosecutors in the Dominican Republic said he was involved in a plot of child sexual abuse along with the victim's mother. Mm-hmm. It's just really fucked up. The Rays star is facing sexual and psychological abuse charges. Um, recently, the judge dropped the sexual exploitation charge against him, ruling the evidence presented did not support it. His co-conspirator, Martha Almonte, the girl's mother, is charged too and is currently on house arrest. That's so fucked, I know. dude. New records show the victim, who was 14 years old at the time, told investigators in one incident Franco took her out of her house without her mother's permission and later bought her mother a new car to, quote, fix the emotional damage. Jesus. The girl also reported that, which means he like was positive there was emotional damage, which like, you know, any sane person should understand. But like, I don't consider him particularly sensitive (laughs) if he's doing things like this. Right. So it had to have been a situation where she seemed emotionally damaged. Yes. Implying that she knew what the fuck was going on. Um. So the girl, oh, so the girl also reported that her mother was using her as, quote, a sexual commodity, even with the mother's own partners, and she was sick of it. So she reported the whole situation. So to this the mom was just pimping her daughter out. Yeah. And yeah. Wonder Franco. Yeah. It was the 14 year old who exposed the alleged abuse over social media. The raised shortstop had just signed an 11 year extension. Damn. With the team worth $182 million. I think I have a couple of baseball cards of him. Of him? Yeah, yeah. we might. Yeah. But when the allegations surfaced last August, the Rays and the MLB put Franco on administrative leave while the investigation was ongoing. In text messages between the girl and Franco on the platform WhatsApp, everyone outside of America uses WhatsApp. It's such a funny little, like, international thing. Um, He told her their secret relationship could cost him everything, but it was worth it. Quote, my girl, if my team realizes this, it could cause problems for me. It's a rule that all teams not to talk to minors. And nevertheless, I took a risk and I loved it. (laughs) I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He remains free on bond without travel restrictions. He is scheduled back in court in the Dominican Republic on January 30th. God damn, dude. When yo baseball team has some pedophiles on it. Yeah. Uh, 
That fucking stinks, Doesn't dude. Doesn't that stink? Yes. Everyone quit it. We have long maintained on this podcast that everyone should just fucking quit it. When it comes to touching the, the kids. And yet, every goddamn episode, we have another story about people touching the kids. We do. What do we do about See, this, See, that's babe? how I feel about those lice. I feel like I did not consent. The lice were molesting you. That's how it felt. Yeah. It felt like a violation. They were, they were on me. They were in my house. <laughs> this is a poignant metaphor, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, getting molested probably would feel like being infested by some sort of awful foreign alien entity. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, they trespassed upon my property. Like, they mm-hmm. they transgressed a personal mm-hmm. boundary. Castle doctrine. They were maybe. not welcome. Yeah. You got to stand invaded. your ground. That's right. They did, they, they did invade. They invaded yeah. my personal space without my consent. That is what being molested is. <laughs> so you got a bunch of molesting bugs. What's funny is that you got molested by a, a person. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. but you are like totally fine with that. Oh, the bugs, the bugs just really are... get me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a lot folks. more. It doesn't make sense. It was a lot more of them all at once. Yeah. Uh, ugh. Ugh. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Still... I don't mean to re-traumatize you. But as I said earlier in the podcast, that is what this podcast is <laughs> Yeah, about. no, no, no. No, I mean, I just think feelings are so silly. Like, they just mm-hmm. don't make sense. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, there are things in society that we say, like, that's okay to be traumatized by. And yeah. then there are things like like lice or uh, the toilet explosion where they're like, okay, but that's silly, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not allowed to be legitimately traumatized Or by like that. when old ladies in Florida stand behind you expectantly <laughs> being very condescending to you. You are traumatized by that, Nathan. Yeah, I am. You can't stop. Yeah, I, I am literally traumatized, yes. <laughs> I am a victim. Yes. Yeah. Our trauma is the same. <laughs> yeah. So throw me another Florida man. Oh, I got you. Florida man with really cool, clever, interesting mask that totally hid his identity, caught prowling in the same yard as reported bonsai tree theft. Actually, I'm sorry, babe, I misread that title. Excuse me. Florida man with underwear around his face accused of prowling in the same yard as reported bonsai tree theft. Uh, Cape Coral, Florida, a man was arrested after he was caught lurking in a neighborhood with underwear just hanging around his neck. What constitutes lurking? When is it a lurk? What's the legal definition of lurking? And when is it a stroll or a Mm -hmm. just putzing around? Well, what's... I I think that, yeah, putzing around. (laughs) Just hanging around. I agree. Um, So, strolling, you're walking past, right? Uh Uh-huh. But that could be defined as prowling. Prowling, right. Right? If you're walking Stalking. past with bad intent. Sure. If you're walking with bad intent, you're prowling. What's right? the thing that's always outside of like convenience stores? It's like... Loitering. Loitering. Yeah. So if you're A loitering loiter. with bad intent, uh-huh. then you're lurking. Lurking. <laughs> right? Got it. Got it. Loitering is just with no intent. Intentionless. Right? Because otherwise it would just be like um, 
loafing? Lo- so loafing, you think, is a more deliberate form of loitering? Loafing is just like... you decided to loaf. You're just chilling. You're chilling. You're loafing, yeah. You're relaxing. You've decided you that for yourself. You have done, gone, and decided to loaf. Loitering yeah. is neither here nor there. It's in the hinterland Well, yeah, you're, you're standing around, but like nobody can determine why, why? you're doing that. <laughs> if you're loafing, then everyone can determine why you're doing that. But if you're loitering, then nobody knows. And that's the scariest thing of all. Yeah, whereas, no. It doesn't but, say no lurking, and it doesn't say no loafing, but it does say no loitering. Because that's true, because nobody don't can be, figure you out. They want to figure you out. Good point. Yeah. So if you're lurking, every well, there's no reason to hang a no lurking sign. Because <laughs> Why? Everybody knows you shouldn't be lurking, <laughs> but like the legality of loitering is pretty questionable to it's the gray, point where you have area. to put a sign on the wall. <laughs> No hmm. lurking. So basically, if you're standing outside my storefront and I don't like you, you're lurking. You're lurking. No, you're you're cause, loitering because that's bad intent. But well, like, yeah, you're if just, you're just standing there not doing one thing or another. But if you're standing yeah. there not doing one thing or another, and you seem like a pretty cool guy, then you're that's loafing. loafing, and yeah. I'm not gonna have a problem with that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Very cool. That's right. Yeah. Um. So okay. So a Florida man was arrested after he was caught lurking in a neighborhood with underwear mm. around his neck in the same area where bonsai trees were reportedly stolen two weeks ago, according to officers. So bonsai trees are very complex things to keep alive, yeah. to grow. They are um, works of art. They're little yeah. tiny, they're tree seeds that you plant in a tiny planter. And they can only grow to the size of their own planter, right? But you have to recreate the conditions of their native habitat and stress them yeah but yeah. only stress them just enough to grow them to the perfect size um Akin and they could be worth Pino a Noir lot of money and orchids both require stress like that there you go pinot noir grapes and orchids there you go um but either way so they can wind up costing a lot of money and they can wind up being very valuable so troy dean stewart 35 was arrested and charged with one count of loitering and prowling after the incident that unfolded just before 10 p.m. on Thursday in the 2000 block of Everest Parkway in Cape Coral, police said in a news release. Um, Officers responded to a call from a neighbor who said a prowler was prowling around in their backyard and sneaking around like a little kitty cat. Prowler. I'm imagining him on like Hands and feet, hands and knees. I'm yes. imagining him, <laughs> no, dude, like crawling a little bit. <laughs> like, like, I, I am. <laughs> um, this particular prowler uh, was in their backyard near the dock, and they were spotted on the property's surveillance cameras. The man was seen wearing a gray hoodie, black shorts, and a dark mask on his face as he hid behind a chair. The caller said the man came from a neighbor's backyard. Deputy said. The man, identified as Stewart, was located in an empty lot on Everest Parkway, deputies said. He was lying on his stomach between bushes near the seawall. He was wearing the same outfit the caller described, except the mask on his face was actually revealed to be dark navy pair of underwear around his neck. Couldn't find anything else. It was laundry day. 
It was my neighbor's laundry day. How am I supposed to get any other? I did. I need to. I can't wear my. What, you, what am I gonna wear my own underwear? Um. So Stewart told officers he was wearing underwear around his neck to protect his face from the cold, adding that he mm. was in the area to exercise. Mm. Just exercise by crawling on your hands and knees <laughs> by your neighbor's deck, wearing underwear on your face. It's tactical. He said he liked the aesthetic of the area and wanted to avoid cars on the road. So I just decided I'd just go through this particular <laughs> house's backyard. He's on a hot girl walk. Mm-hmm. He's on a hot girl walk. Hot girl walk is crawling on hands and knees with underwear over your face yeah, in the backyard of a stranger. He likes the aesthetic of the area. Just leave him alone. <laughs> I'm gonna hot work. I'm gonna start hot girl walking. I'm just putting underwear on my face. Bear crawling for people's backyards. It's like backyards. a balaclava. He's wearing, a, you know, mm-hmm. he, it's cold, mm-hmm. uh, he says. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, he also told officers that he was confronted by two men, two big, scary men, and he ran away to hide from them. Ooh. Officers spoke to the two men who confronted Stewart, who lived nearby. One of them said he saw a man walking through his backyard, shouted and approached him. He even removed his hood to see who he was. Um, the other man escorted Stewart to the front yard, and that's when he ran away, according to the officers. Another neighbor uh, told officers that they reported the theft of two bonsai trees on January 6th. A lot of things going on on January 6th this year. These trees are valued at $7,000, officers said. What did I tell you? Yeah, that's wild. The suspect was seen on surveillance video on January 11th walking toward additional bonsai plants at the same address, then fleeing from the area as if he was spooked, the news release said. When officers went to Stewart's residence, they found several bonsai plants in the front yard. They didn't match the exact description of stolen plants, though, according to the officers. So he's going around everywhere stealing He's got them. a syndicate. Wow. Um, officers weren't able to look in the backyard as there was a tall fence. Stewart claimed to have no knowledge of the tree theft, officers said. The 35-year-old man from Cape Coral has since been released from jail after posing, uh, posting a $150 bond. What? Yeah. You steal $7,000 worth of like plants, you pay $150 to get out of jail. Um, he's expected to appear in court the morning of January 30th. So same this guy's still Franco. at large. They're, they both have the same, same court date. Cape Coral's bonsai plants are still in danger. You better guard your bonsais that's right guard your rich 14 year old boys guard your bonsais that's right guard what else guard your pussy head don't get lice don't guard your head don't get lice guard your pussy don't get lice down there either those i think are crabs i think they're called crabs those are crabs not lice the same thing how come they're crabs when they're on your pussy but lice when they're on your head these are the questions yeah, that These we're here to are ponder. These the questions. Yeah. These are the questions for the modern day. So do you think he went to go steal more bonsais? Yeah. He, I mean, it seems he like he's like with an a mask, amateur thief. But he was like, I just have yeah, underwear. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. I just, ah, damn. Oh. Them fancy kind of trees. sophisticated. It does. He sounds like a cat burglar. little ring of A little sophisticated. Like, yeah, yeah. Stealing bonsai trees. Yeah, it's like... Selling it's them like, where? To me, it's it's as exotic as stealing fine art. Like right, or like rare wine. animals. Like, yeah, I agree. What? I agree. Yeah, trafficking white tigers. Forging wine. That's a good niche. 
like crying. fraud. Yeah, yeah, fraud. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So overwhelmed Florida woman, 75, mm-hmm. arrested after 309 animals seized from her mobile home. What? That's a small 309? Home with, quote, lethal levels of ammonia inside. Fuck me in the ass. Wait, that means that she's got a bunch of piss in there. A frost-proof Florida woman. Now, I had to look this up. I was like, I kept going like, a frost-proof Florida woman. Like, she's frost-proof? And oh, I was no, like, that's got to be the name of the community, Yeah, I was right? like, what temperature was it? Are they making like a joke about the weather? Uh-huh, no, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a town. But how hilarious. Frost-proof Florida. Okay. Um, has been arrested for animal cruelty and animal neglect charges after 164 birds, 142 cats. I'm surprised they didn't eat the birds. And three <laughs> dogs, just three. She's very picky about yeah, 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 what yeah. dogs she accepts into her That's life. That's right, yeah. Were seized from her property by police who added the ammonia levels inside the home were lethal. Holy shit, dude. The Polk County Sheriff's Office said in a press release that a deputy was dispatched to her home on December 21st to conduct a welfare check on a 75-year-old woman who's reportedly living in a possible hoarder situation with cats in the house. Fuck. When the officer arrived, he met 48-year-old Lisa Latcherite in the front of the home where the deputy told her he was there to conduct a welfare check on an older woman who turned out to be Latcherite's mother. Latrite allegedly told the officer that she was her mother's caregiver. It's not given great care. Um, And that she had health issues. Latrite asked the officer to wait outside while she went inside to get the mother. As the deputy waited, he reportedly noted a strong ammonia smell outside. When Latrite returned 15 minutes later, she told the deputy he could go inside and check on her mother. What What did she do in there for 15 minutes? Like clean her mother? <laughs> like did her mother did her mother have feces on her? Great question. The deputy first entered an did she, inclo- was she at Dunkin' Donuts? Really? That's what I'm that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. An enclosed porch where he saw several wire cages with about seventy five chickens, peacocks and ducks, some of which appeared to be malnourished and sick. I mean, how are you taking care of three hundred and nine animals? The deputy first encountered... There's no way adequate care is being provided by one person to all those animals. Anyway, I almost reread that. Sorry. When the deputy went inside the home, the smell of ammonia became overwhelming, and he reported seeing 50 cats running around the house, climbing on furniture, sitting on kitchen cabinets. Counters. Kitchen counters. Imagine sitting on a cabinet. Latcherite told the deputy she rescues cats and cares for chickens and birds. She's rescuing them to she's her home. She's saving them. Yeah, she's saving them. Yeah. Giving from, them a better life. fucking what? Uh, yeah. So they sent emergency crews to the scene. Um, they collected air samples to evaluate ammonia, which measured between 70 to 100 parts per million. Holy the shit. The personnel dude. advised that anything over 50 parts per million was hazardous and yeah. possibly lethal to human health as well as animal health. Yes. It that says so that Latcherite's mother was removed from the home to prevent being exposed to the conditions of the ammonia any longer. Um, She was arrested on five counts of animal cruelty, 304 counts of animal neglect, one count of neglecting an elder. So this must be the the younger Latcherite and was transported to the Polk County Jail. I mean, 
what can we even do with this? Like, how are you, you can't have 309 animals. Yeah, and they're all being evaluated by veterinarians, of course. You can't, I mean, thank God yeah. for that. But, like, you just can't have, you can't really have more than two animals. Yeah. Let's I think, be honest. Yeah. Maybe if you Unless, live out in I the mean, country and... Or if you have an aquarium and you've got like 10 fish in there. You know what I'm saying? But like... I say two is too conservative. I say you can't have more than how five. Many, five animals. Five pets. Five pets. Let's say you have... You could have two dogs, three cats. Two, two cats, three chickens. You could be raising chickens. Mm-hmm. You could have... Three dogs. Well, chickens, not one a pet. cat, one parakeet. I think that's fine. You're starting to get a little nutty though with that particular yeah. mix. Um, but yeah, I think more than five, my eyebrows are raised. Chickens, not a pet. That's livestock. Okay, fine. Um, uh, parakeet also livestock. Like okay, good meat on those boats. We stared at. We stayed at an Airbnb in uh-huh. Tennessee, and that guy had. Four dogs yeah. and, and a horse. Yeah. So he still fits within my criteria. Okay. And I well, thought he was a very normal seeming guy. He was, but his dogs, you remember, we found out were covered in ticks. Shit, you're right. We yeah. de-ticked them ourselves. He, his philosophy <laughs> was that his dogs should just run around in nature and be a, a pack of dogs, right? True. But then when they would come around, I mean, they were sweet dogs. They were nice. But we found big fucking fat fucking ticks on all of his dogs. Yeah. Yeah, which means that, like, so okay, yeah, so he had four dogs, but he was not taking care of four dogs. No, you're right. You're right. Now that I think about it, and they were covered in ticks, and they devoured a, a deer, a doe, in fact, a doe. Remember the the day we left. Yeah. The dogs stalked and attacked a doe they killed and ripped a deer. it to shreds. And my yeah. mom saw it and she was capital T traumatized. Fuck. Yes, they were rewilding. Yes, they were. Yeah. Well, so okay, but that. So that again, doesn't make them pets. Not a glowing endorsement. Not a glowing of This guy's ownership. No, of them you're as right. Pets. You're yeah, right. Yeah. He was basically treating them as wolves and letting them run around like wolves in the fucking wilderness. Well, so there you go. I mean, like, do we keep them in cages or do we not? <laughs> okay, so five's too much. What should we settle on? Can't have more than four pets? Three? Three's reasonable. For a, for a, an attentive person to, to be for raising each animal animals. To be raised with attention. And we'll and say care. they're mammals, right? Sure, so no reptiles. They don't count. Oh, reptiles count. Okay. okay, you can have a cat, a dog, and an iguana, and that's it. You that's are capped. it. That's you fucking capped. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can have a gerbil. You can have a small uh, monkey. No, you and cannot. You can have a komodo dragon. That's three pets. That's two mammals and a reptile. You shouldn't have a monkey. You should have a komodo no. dragon. Yes. You should? Yes. But no monkey? No primates. Why not? They're not pets. But monitor lizards, those are pets. Yes. Especially the dangerous ones. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Florida woman has come to a decision. Now, Nathan. Yes? I have an article 
that I'm going to read. It's going to be a fun little story hour. Do you? It's from the New York Times. All right. And it's called Conjuring Spirits in Florida. In Sarasota, there is a community surrounding a litany of roadside psychics and more than 100 mediums and spiritual guides. Why? And this is an interesting prelude to our next Patreon episode, which will be about the largest psychic scam ever pulled off in the history of psychic scams. And it happened in Florida. Of course it did. Sarasota, Florida. On a recent Sunday, Phyllis Town, 66, and more than 40 congregants rotated in and out of Sunday service at the Sarasota Center of Light, founded 68 years ago as a non-denominational church that wed Christianity and metaphysical spirituality, where all ministers are mediums to receive their own individual vibrational healings. Okay, shit. With Ms. Town seated, Reverend Jim Toole, 60, took a breath, closed his eyes, and positioned his hands just above the top of her head. For about 10 minutes, Reverend Toole moved his hands around Ms. Town's upper torso and head mere inches from her face, careful nice. not to touch her. Mm -hmm. As she sat silently, carefully breathing, mm -hmm. he explained that he was channeling energy. Mm -hmm. When Reverend Toole was finished, he softly whispered in Miss Town's ear as a grin stretched across her face. Mm -hmm. I come here because it's the only time I get touched, a woman mm -hmm. told Ms. Town during one session. Didn't, didn't they just get done saying that they take pains He ain't even to touch? touch her. He don't, he, mm-mm. <laughs> That's like really sweet and sad though. Yeah, like the lady comes up and she's just like, I, nobody is this close to me. And the article itself is like, the guy does not touch her. I know. Mm -hmm. But it's like the closest any guy has been in a while or any person maybe. Yeah. This, this does remind me of like when, when a psychic is defrauded, I mean, defamed, I guess is more what I mean mm -hmm. to say. Um, her vic his or her victims usually say things like that. And I'm mm. not saying this guy is like, you know, a quack. Or, a I think mean, he's a quack, but, but I, you know, he mm. is offering a service and it seems like the people are receiving that service. Right. They get their, they get this man to wave his hands in the vicinity of their body. Right. And that makes them feel touched. And that's great for everyone. Yes. But. I, it's very common that you hear things like, you know, she. so this woman says, I come here because it's the only time I get touched. But, you know, with like other psychics that aren't like Reiki healers, it's a lot of like, no one else listens to me. Like, mm, mm -hmm, I come mm -hmm. here and I kept coming here because this is the only time in my life that I've ever been listened to. It's like men with prostitutes, right? Yeah, that old thing. Like go yeah. to any bordello in Nevada and they'll tell you that. But that's therapy, too. It's like you yeah, just get the a therapist thing. and then pay them. And they have to sit there and listen to you. That's what they have to do. No, because yes. you get to have sex with a prostitute. No, I mean the psychic. Oh, yeah. Well, the psychic, I mean, at least he like does a thing where he like pretends to touch you. Yeah, this right? one does, yeah. So it's like uh, you get a little bit in addition to sure. the therapy session. Right, I see, I see. Therapy with benefits. Yeah. Okay. So the sentiment of missing someone's touch resonated with Ms. Town, 
whose husband transitioned because it never occurred to me that I was going through that as a widow. Hmm. Wait, okay. what now? So her husband died, but why did she say it never occurred to me that I was going through that as a widow? Her husband died? Transitioned? Her husband, quote, transitioned. It's in quotes, though. So Doesn't that seem like he transitioned to the next to the plane next... of existence? Well, do you think they're m- saying tra- gender trans like that's what it sounds like to me? It sounds like husband wound up with a vagina. Then why would they put it in quotes? Isn't I don't that a know. little snarky? No, I mean like I he guess it is. I guess so. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I feel, babe. Okay, nearly six years ago, in the wake of his death, I could have just fucking read the next sentence oh <laughs> nearly six years ago in the wake of his death True. she devoted herself Funny, to though. the center entirely mm-hmm. dude i've seen this building i'm looking at it right now this, what is it um it was for- it. formerly the shrine of master church and okay. now it's called the sarasota center of light it's wow. a really pretty like stucco like raw stucco building that okay. has stained glass that's not colored, but rather cut into shapes. So the uh. light is hitting these like swirling patterns and triangles and stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, it has like a kind of a Spanish flair to it with that like raw taupe stucco. Anyway, it's kind of pretty. Yeah. Um, Reverend Tool and Ms. Town are part of a dense spiritual constellation concentrated among two neighboring cities, Sarasota and Bradenton in Florida, that also encompasses the Spirit University, a litany of roadside psychics, and more than 100 mediums and spiritual guides. Unlike other American spiritual outcrops like Lilydale in New York and Casadega, also in Florida, Sarasota wasn't founded as a spiritual community, and its wealth of spiritualists isn't billed as an attraction. As Americans search for means to cope with loss, and even though interest has grown immensely in the past century, the stigma of fortune-telling fraud, psychic scams, and skepticism still haunts the practice. I thought I was a witch, said Ms. Town, who is an associate minister at the Sarasota Center of Light. Spirits would come to me, dead relatives and things like that. It took the community in Sarasota to bring her out of her shell. And like any community, Town's story demonstrates the value of a room full of people on any given day, the kinship, the warmth, the sense of being less alone in this world. As a native, I've heard stories about Sarasota's energy grids, vortexes, a Calusa force field that prevents hurricanes, and the 99% quartz crystal sand at Siesta Key. All of it helps draw the metaphysical community. Quote, you don't move to Sarasota, you're called, a man said. (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. When I was growing up. Do you think that applies to your parents? (laughs) They were called there? Maybe. When I was growing up, the string of roadside psychics along Route 41 was was as omnipresent as the car dealerships and pawn shops with their neon signs burning late into the night. It is where many psychics live and work today. In retrospect, it seemed absurd not to be more aware of the deep spiritual community here straddling the line between the physical and the metaphysical worlds, but throughout my childhood, it was unclear what was simply Southern lore or if Sarasota truly held spiritual significance and what was real and what many deemed, quote, a scam. 
nationally, Americans increasingly consider themselves spiritual but not religious, according to a Pew Research Center survey, a metric that spiked to 27% from 19% in the last five years. While American spiritualism is often depicted as rooted in Native American, Caribbean, Latin American, or African cultures, spiritualists today span a vast racial spectrum, and Southwest Florida represents a mere sliver of the broader spiritual diaspora. Among the earliest evidence of a metaphysical advisor in Sarasota was on January 18, 1912, in the Sarasota mm. Times, when advertisements for a tropical tree nursery and farm seed flanked the first mention of a clairvoyant palmist by the name of Princess Gladys. Mm. The ad appeared once a week for a month, then vanished. That same year, John and Mabel Ringling of the Ringling Circus brought their, bought their home along the Sarasota Bay and in 1927 would move the circus's headquarters to Sarasota. A slew of fortune tellers and palm readers followed. In the 1930s, the word psychic was mentioned in Sarasota newspaper 116 times. By the 1970s, it appeared 1,555 times over that decade. Catherine Rosenbaum followed her parents south when they retired from Philadelphia to Longboat Key in Sarasota. After a divorce in 2008, she turned to the stars, calling numerology, astrology, and intuition to make a living as a reader, or as she would say, a reflector. Quote, the angels filled my books, she said. Does she mean her, like, calendar? Yeah, apparently, yeah, or a pocketbook or fucking <laughs> whatever. Um, the angels, they're filling the books, guys. At 13, Ms. Rosenbaum... Angels, and it's angels. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> ...would trace the constellations with her finger outside the home... With her finger? Mm-hmm. She would trace the... Oh, trace the constellations she, with her finger outside her home in Philadelphia. Yeah, she'd walk outside <laughs> her house and go like, damn, that, that's some stars right <laughs> yeah. there. She took so strongly to the night sky that at 14, her mother... Can she study astronomy then instead of astrology? No. Um, that her mother would take her for weekly lessons with an astrologer after school. Ms. Rosenbaum, 64, has been a full-time medium for 10 years, but noted, I was born like that. She added, I always felt that everybody else, I always felt what everybody else was feeling, but I never had a sense of myself. Oh, that's sad. Now she does readings seven days Seven times a month. Seven days a month. It would have been the same thing. Mm -hmm. At a shop (laughs) called... Not seven days a week. (laughs) Not. She does not work seven days a week. Probably one or two times a week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Called a a shop called the Elysian Fields in central Sarasota. While she often meets with private clients in person, much of her time is devoted to phone readings with people as far away as Taiwan. As for the process, it's not something I can explain, Ms. Rosenbaum said. She starts with someone's name and birth date and uses numerology, astrology, and symbol-based systems. (laughs) Then she calls her clients auric field, enters their auric field, a descriptor for the layers of energy that surrounds the body and correspond to chakras as stated, Mm -hmm. allowing her energy to envelop them. Everything has information in it, she explained, noting the presence of their fears, traumas, <laughs> and desires. There's no hiding. Ms. Rosenbaum believes that most people are looking for peace in their lives, whether it's the courage to take risks, pursue a dream, or just fend for themselves. She and other mediums try to teach people to, quote, stop living like other people. I'm more evolved, 
said on on dredge zuhar 37 yes. a client yes of course in 19 19- Wow. In 2017, rather, he moved to Sarasota and began to see Ms. Rosenbaum regularly. Okay. He said he felt pressured to find fame. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, in Sarasota. Yeah. If you can't make it there, you can't make it anywhere. <laughs> if you can't make it in Sarasota, <laughs> you can't make it anywhere. He okay, began, duly okay. noted. So he felt pressure to find fame and yeah. be perceived as wealthy. Yes. But with Ms. Rosenbaum as a guide... He felt like he could finally trust himself and that external pressure fell away. He also still doesn't have any money and no one knows (laughs) who he is except for a few people do because we're reading his name in the New York Times. We do. And now you do. Ultimately, it comes down to listening. A prosaic pursuit with profound outcomes. Quote, it's a beautiful thing to watch people become themselves. Yeah. Victoria Ackerman, 57, the founder of Spirit University, also in Sarasota, mm-hmm. echoed Ms. Rosenbaum's sentiment of becoming oneself. After abruptly coming off the drug Cymbalta, prescribed for pain and depression associated uh-huh. with fibromyalgia, she found herself in the emergency room. Quote, all of a sudden, everything stopped. She remembers. That's legit scary, actually. That These drugs are no joke. No. no. Joke. Yeah, it's fucking scary. It's it, terrifying. It's really terrifying. In what she calls her, quote, near-death experience, Ms. Ackerman made a promise to herself to recalibrate her life's compass. It began with a book, Dream Healer by Adiam, wow, Adam mm-hmm. McLeod, a self-published memoir about a proposed connection between hard science and forms of healing that aren't taken seriously by the Western medical community. Right. After devouring it and others, she began practicing Reiki, With clients, she said visions would come to her as if she were sitting in front of a movie screen. At first, she shrugged them off, but as the visions returned, she began to poke around online about psychic development. I have something to say here. Me too, but you go first. I got Reiki once, Mm -hmm. but okay. I bought a session of Reiki. Mm -hmm. Then March 2020, the pandemic happened. We left New York Mm -hmm. to go to Kansas City. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was going to miss my Reiki appointment. Yes. So I contacted the business and I said, listen, mm-hmm. you you aren't even having sessions, right? So yeah. just refund me. Sorry, it'll be fine. They were like, well, actually, we're doing virtual Reiki. And yeah. I said, fuck what? Yeah. Uh-huh. They were like, yeah, we're doing virtual Reiki. And uh-huh. so you won't be able to get your money back, but you can do this long distance Reiki. Reiki is where they put their hands like over you. Like uh-huh. the guy was doing kind of in the beginning of this article. Yes. How the fuck can you do that virtually? And it wasn't even well, a Zoom session. Yes. It was just you check in with your practitioner at the time of your your like appointment that I would have yeah. had. Mm-hmm. And she goes into a room mm-hmm. ostensibly. Mm-hmm. I can't see her do this. Mm-hmm. And like thinks about you yeah until Uh the session is up (laughs) but i went through with it obviously because i'm not gonna lose that money fine you think about me for an hour in a room i'd love that um you weren't losing that (laughs) anyway so i also by yourself said you know what this is my time that i paid for reiki Uh so i'm 
going to take sit this there hour. And pretend like you had Reiki going on. I'm going to sit down outside on the grass. I'm going to feel the grass on my skin, on my mm. body, feel the sun on my skin. I'm going to lay down for an hour because mm-hmm. I paid for this fucking Reiki. Mm-hmm. And I was laying there and I was laying there and I had my phone near me. But obviously, my eyes were closed. I was really trying to commune, okay? Get in touch. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then something happened. I like, I don't know. I just got a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I went for my phone. Yeah. And I recorded the time in my mind. Let's say it was like 12.15 or something. And then I like sat back again and I, there was, you know, a couple minutes left of the session and I just tried to keep meditating. Mm-hmm. And then when it was over, an alarm went off. I went to my phone. I texted the woman. She texted me. I can't remember. But basically she said, yes, the session's over now. But I did feel that the session was over at 12.15. Isn't that crazy? Meaning what? She was like, I felt that like the connection was broken at, 1215. And that's okay. when I looked at my phone. Yeah. I felt the connection was broken too. And I looked at and I was like, just there was I just had this like feeling and I came out of the like the meditation and I looked at my phone. And then without knowing, she told me the same exact time as when she thought the connection was broken. Isn't yeah. that interesting? That kind of made me believe in it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it was working. Okay. It was working the exact same as if you were in that room and she was doing that stuff. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Piece by piece, she assembled a curriculum. In 2011, Miss Ackerman began holding classes in a vacant storefront in the Gulf Gate neighborhood. Oh. The soft opening of the Spirit University. Devoted to the teaching of mediumship, the school offers classes including tarot and telepathy. Dude, I would so take a telepathy class. Tell you me you wouldn't find that. Major in telepathy? Yeah, yes, dude. Of course. The fuck? Yeah. According to Ms. Ackerman, more than 10,000 students have enrolled in classes according to records she keeps since the Spirit University was founded. I felt safe in that environment, said Elidie Tarantino, hmm. Hmm. Uh, 45, a practicing medium. She said the university provided a space where no one was ridiculed or felt abnormal. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> told me that this isn't real. Ms. Ackerman four whole years. often encounters skeptics who suggest that mediums are nothing but roadside frauds. She said that the program's yes. key is its focus on providing evidence, details, and validation. Okay. Specific information like names of those who have died or details from their past in order to gain a client's trust. Okay. The program is focused on providing evidence, details, and validation. Specific. Yeah. Okay, so they're teaching psychics to be psychic is what she just fucking said, right? Right, to okay. like, yeah, to be able provide to, details that are convincing. Yeah. The yeah. sweet spot is for a medium to offer six pieces of evidence for a reading of three to six minutes. Oh, wow. That's a high bar. And 30 pieces for an hour-long private reading. Okay. Quote, that's my litmus test to whether I'm myself connected and for the client to know that you're truly connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, you better keep your, you better go into a psychic reading with a fake name because 
they can look you up online. They're going to look yeah, at your Instagram course, and just be course. like, okay, so her dad died. She yeah, uh-huh. uh, likes to wear bikinis. Like, they know everything about me from yeah, my fucking Instagram. They would. Yes, okay. that's true. Yeah. Um, Ms. Tarantino said of Ms. Ackerman's ability. These are all Mrs. if that tells you anything about Ms. these people. Yeah. Um, she knows me. She is connected. <laughs> okay. That was nothing. She added that when it comes to communicating with those outside the physical world, that connection needs to be proved. Did she just throw the other psychic shade? She may have. I don't go with the intent of proving life after death, Ms. Ackerman explained. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to do battle with anyone's belief system. For her, sustained engagement with questions of love, death, mortality, and identity imbue her life with meaning. It teaches me to be much more understanding and empathetic of others as well as myself. Mm-hmm. Ms. Zuckerman notes that clients lean towards bigger questions like how to find peace or love. How can I best improve my life is the main question. While many come for personal or professional validation, the vast major- majority come for closure. Barbara Layton, 68, did. After her husband died, she looked for ways to keep the thread between them intact. I mean, Florida is the best place for mediums if you you're going to claim that because everyone's husband is dying. Yes. <laughs> everyone's husband. Yes. It's just right. a connection. I'm Nobody's wife is dying. No, no, no. Women live longer. Yes. It's that's just what a I'm connection saying. I miss. All these having wives with are him. sitting around outliving their husbands. <laughs> yeah. And having to go to mediums to talk to them. Of course. Um, by using mediums like Ms. Ackerman as a conduit, I feel like I'm having a conversation with him, she adds. Ms. Ackerman said she believes that most, most people cannot see energy or spirits because modern culture is saturated with scientific pragmatism. But for those willing to consider what lies beyond the physical perception of the world, it's there, she says. That's it? Yeah, it's out. the truth is out there. Honestly, Highway 41 is pretty magical, I will say. Yeah? I understand what stretch they're talking about, they're, and we've driven it, so it's... You're on Highway 41 going north of Sarasota. The Tammy Amy Trail. Yeah. So past Bradenton. Uh So past Memories Cocktail Lounge and the Baha'i Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past all that. Uh It's so, it's like so old world. Like it feels like a different dimension. I totally get why there's a bunch of roadside psychics on that little strip. What do you mean when you say old world? Because I think of that as squarely like strip malls. No, it is. It is strip malls. Maybe it's older Florida. Yeah. It's like, it feels like this old Florida vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that highway is super old. Mm-hmm. Like, the other highways were sort of built around it, on top of it, through mm-hmm. it. But, like, that mm-hmm. one has been there forever. And so all these businesses that got built up, like, onto this highway, these it has the feeling of, like, roadside attractions. Yes. That's sort of, like, old road trip feel. Yeah. Okay. It has that. Okay. And some of the businesses are new, but they're in like a really old like strip mall, like sure. gross, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But some of the businesses are old. Um, I don't know. There's just weird stuff. There's like a vintage car museum that my mom went to once and said there's literally no one there. Like no one even works there. <laughs> like <laughs> half just, a person works there and everything's and covered <laughs> in dust. <laughs> like a layer of dust. Very funny. Um, yeah, there's just weird stuff like that. A lot of like massage parlors. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of like nefarious. So old to us, like old like like middle of the last century. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Kind yeah. of like a because I think of old as being like Saint Augustine. No, I'm sorry, not like that. Just yeah. like a a that a Florida America, grit 
added to a Route yeah. 66 vibe. I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like Wiki Watchy Mermaids, like that whole uh-huh. thing. Yeah, a whole community of like psychics living yeah, on the road. Apparently. Yeah. That highway also like goes to Gibsonton, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. A so lot of like Circus old freaks. dive bars too in like these horrible looking original buildings. Yes. Like old Italian restaurants. Yeah. That you know still have a salad bar and the bowls are like that that clear that wooden thing. Oh, oh the wooden. Or, yeah, the I clear, like the wooden. Yeah, the clear, clear thing like with fake the, like, crystal. Ridged the ridges. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. We love it. That's why we Spongy do this podcast black olives. to remember that Florida, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It lives in us all. Um, and make no mistake, listener, Florida man and Florida woman both live in you. The sacred feminine and the divine masculine. All right, that's it. Good night. Bye. <laughs>